Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. I'm your host, Eric Clark. Today is April 3rd, Tuesday. Uh, this is episode number 48, and today we have with us uh, a guest, the, one of the co-founders of an app called Go Wild. Um, I know we have a lot of Wisconsin listeners, so just to be clear, this is not the DNR Go Wild app. This is something completely different. Uh, it's more of a social hunting app, which uh, and it's actually a pretty darn good one too, So, which is why I want to bring on... Brad Luttrell of uh, Go Wild. So Brad's a really great guy. Um, him and I come from similar backgrounds with marketing and advertising. So um, really hit it off right out of the gate and got to learn a ton about the app. So if you're into hunting and you use your phone, um, like all of us do these days, this is a really interesting app to get involved with. I'm not going to explain it because I won't do it any justice. So we're going to go ahead and bring Brad on. He's going to do that for us. And uh, if you're not interested by the end of this podcast, um, Sorry, because you ought to be. It's it's probably one of the better apps out there in that um, in that realm. So hope you enjoy. All right, so we're going to go ahead and welcome our guest of the week to the show. Today we have with us one of the co-founders of a really awesome app that I've been uh, spending a bit of time on over the last couple days. Um, Brad Brad Luttrell, right? I got it right. You got it right. Yes. All right. That's exciting for me. If you ever listen to any of the previous episodes, you'd be surprised how few of those I get right. So thank you for the help with that. <laughs> that was that was so good. I think uh, we're done. That was <laughs> That's a wrap. All right. Great. Great show. <laughs> cool. Happy to have you on. So thanks for taking time out of your busy life um, to, to be on the Where to Hunt podcast. Um, we are a podcast that's focused on just public hunting in general and, and try to keep a focus on that, so to speak. And and as much as I played around with your app, the, the Go Wild app, I really like that it gives you the option to, to kind of flag where you tagged your animal. Um, was it public or private land? And I was really proud to click public. Huh? Nice. What were, what were you logging? Um, I just went on and I logged the buck that I shot with my gun last November during our Wisconsin gun opener. And uh, so we'll get into it, but I know that you have like a really interesting scoring kind of feature on here. So I'm excited to hear your explanation of that because I was like, whoa, 350, like, what is this? <laughs> so, yeah, what is this weird yeah. so that'll be fun. But go ahead. Um, I just want you to introduce yourself, your general background, and we'll, we'll kind of cover over some of the questions that we have in front of us. Sure. So general background, I uh, am in Kentucky today. I've lived here most of my life. I did a brief little stint in Memphis, but I was born in southeastern Kentucky. I uh, grew up there and went to college at, at University of Kentucky, and then I went did my little Memphis stint, and I've been in Louisville ever since. So 
that's where the Go Wild company is founded, and that's where all of our co-founders and partners are today. Um, I, I'm a, a whitetail hunter, squirrel hunter, turkey hunter, uh, dove hunter. You know, those are my those are my four main ones. Um, I would say I I I love to I'm a, a like big time fan of squirrel hunting, and I know some people think that's really funny, but I just love it. I love the camaraderie that comes with it. It's one of the few things that you can get out and like if you screw up. And you can kind of laugh about it, and it's not so serious. And you know, you, you can you can have moments with your family and your friends. And I just I really love getting out and squirrel hunting and uh, dove hunting for the same reason. So that's something I like to do with my family. But uh, as for myself, you know, I, ca- I came from a marketing background, and I was working at a digital ad agency, and I had done I don't I don't know I'd done, worn a lot of hats over my you know the better part of a decade that I worked in advertising, and. I, I got this idea for this this product, and the more I thought about it, and the more um, once I kind of decided that there should be something like this, started researching it, and I'm looking at the products that were out at the time, and many of which are defunct now. But I'm looking at them, and I'm like, nobody's going to use this, and I can do so much better than this. And like, I didn't even know anything about building an app. I'm like totally full of myself, I guess, for looking at this and assuming <laughs> that I could do better, and having never done it, but. You know, having worked on websites, I knew that those those skills that I had developed at, at a really good website development agency should translate pretty well, and they, they did. So I, uh, the best thing, though, that I did was bring good people with me, you know, even even in web development, you know, people that I worked with on the advertising side would say, you know, that I was not one of the more sophisticated people when it came to web development. I mean, you could, like anything – you know, there's there's the uh, guys at the marathons that are going to run the 208 and be in the Olympics. There's the same type of caliber of people that do websites, and I'm not one of those. I know more about it than most people, but, um, you know, I, I got the right team together, a really sophisticated group of guys. There's four of us that founded this thing, and uh, we just went from there. And like I, I told you right before we started, this whole thing has been like drinking from a fire hose, man. It's uh. <laughs> You know, we just we try to keep up. Like once it was unleashed and things took off, um, I feel like I just blinked an eye, and all of a sudden I've been a year, doing this a year and a half, and it just quit my job. And all of a sudden I have another kid, and I'm like, I, my basement's full of uh, go wild stuff now, and I'm like, what in the world just happened? Like you know, it just like everything happened so quickly, um, and and I feel like the next, I feel like every week I go starts to feel like a day and there you know every month you go starts to feel like a week and it's just like everything's getting compressed and compressed and compressed i think i said that right i'm not really sure <laughs> no <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you, you yeah that's awesome and that's a pretty exciting thing and obviously there's some passion in in kind of what you're at what you're saying and that's got to be the that's the motor behind this thing so and as a hunter making an app it's better than some just guy that's an investor that's kind of driving the driving the the bus, so to speak. And you mentioned like, you know, it's all about the right people, and I think that's awesome. I actually just read a book. I'm super fascinated by business in general. I just read a book called Good to Great, and all it talks about is the right people in the right seats. And it sounds like you got that part covered. So I'm excited to see where this thing goes for you. Yeah, I just kept, you know, every time I would need something, I'm looking to well. I need a designer. Well, Donovan's the best designer I know, and I really like working with Donovan. I should probably get Donovan to do it. It started with a logo. Uh, you know, for the longest time, Donovan was the only one of us that had ever made any money on Go Wild because I, I paid him, you know, all the money. I, I started this whole thing with $500, 
And, um, you know, I had, I gave half of that to Donovan to make that sweet logo. <laughs> so nice. like right out of the gate, I probably didn't make a very good business move to use half of the money that I had to uh, start this thing on a logo. But then I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get, you know, X amount of money to pay Donovan to do the designs. And I was like, dude, you should just come in with me on this thing. Like, why would you, you could make, you know, 10 grand on the initial design or you, you could come in and be a partner in this and we can build this together. And, and that was the conversation every time. And, um, you know, these guys were really excited to jump in and work long weeks and make no money. You know, it's, it's all from the passion of it all. And, you know, honestly, we built a product that we wanted to use. Um, that's, that's what got the whole thing started is that I was, uh, you know, I've only been deer hunting for six, seven years. So um, I'd gotten to a point where I thought I was good, a good deer hunter. But I actually was just hunting with a good deer hunter. So when he's no longer around and I'm not hunting with him, <laughs> I figure out that I don't know anything about it. So, so I got skunked the first year on my own, despite having hunted harder than I'd ever hunted before. So I, I was trying to learn that next year. And that, that's when I really um, realized that there was an opportunity to build a place that people could ask questions freely and target their questions to their region. Because I hunt in Kentucky and you're in Wisconsin. So you know what I mean when I say this, like, it is so different hunting here than out west, but when you Google any hunting advice, all you get is Western or Western tips for the yeah, most part no, on right. forms and stuff. Like, it's like talking about glassing, and I'm like, man, I don't even, I don't understand. Like, how do you glass? Like, I'm thinking through this in where I hunt in Kentucky, and I'm like, I just don't even know what good binoculars would be. Like, I can't see more than 60 yards, and then I'm starting to put this together. And this sounds really ignorant now. I've learned a lot since I've gotten into this thing, but I'm like, holy crap, man! Like. It's now I can, you know, I can, I've heard so many podcasts and digested so much content now that I can tell you like almost how to hunt out West. Like I've, I've never done it, but I feel like I know now the general basics of it. And I could give somebody like the rundown of what that is. You know, I, I'm not saying I can do it from just walking out there and pulling up to public land, but I at least understand the differences now. But like, that's because I've been in this thing and I've been like hyper-focused on this lifestyle and this, um, all these you know, podcasts and talking to people that I never would have talked to without this journey through from go wild. And without that though, it's really hard to learn. So that, that was the start of it all. I wanted to build something that I could use myself. Um, I, I've told a couple people now, they're like, Oh, you're going to make so much money off go wild. I'm like, dude, like it's not if about I that. wanted to make money, I, no, it's like, I, if you wanted to make money, you would have stayed in advertising and, you know, been a creative director. Like that, that was my career path. Like I had achieved something really early in my life. And I definitely like, like at a young point, I had gotten to a really good position and I could have agency hopped around and, you know, made six figures. Uh, I'm not saying like I was rolling in it now, but that's typically what you do in agencies. You hop around a couple of times. You, you know, they say you don't get promoted. You just change agencies. Yep. That's and, correct. You know, that, that, w- <laughs> that would have paid off handsomely and it would have been secure. Like if I wanted to, you know, what I did, you know, quitting your job as you have a, or you have a kid on the way, is probably not always the most, like, it's not the most secure path or the sure path. So um, it's really hard. I, I shut that down pretty quickly when people say like, you know, any hint of the, the money involved in it all, because, you know, as of today, we're still a super lean startup. We're really frugal. And, um, you know, me and our CFO are looking like if something costs 
if there's a $12 package and a $30 package on a monthly fee or something, we're like, yeah, we want that $12 option. <laughs> you know, yeah, not, man. Like not a dollar, not a we dollar. We don't have two pennies rubbed together. Like just, just hook it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Not a dollar goes out our door that we aren't, you know, really uh, analyzing it because every, every dollar that we spend is a dollar we can't spend, you know, getting either developed, uh, um, paying development contractors to work with my co-founder, Chris, or, or marketing to get the word out about the app. I feel like I'm getting really heavy into the marketing side of things, so I apologize to you. Well, that's your background, man. I I have a hard time (laughs) with that when I get on the soapbox, too. I'm like, business, marketing, you know, whatever. And and that that is what it is. And we do that, you know, with part of what we're doing also, like the biz dev. Like, I I hit you up on LinkedIn, right? And to get through, like, this this whole thing is kind of marketing to a degree um, and collaborating. But let's talk about Go to Wild. And you kind of hit on how it started, and that's pretty awesome. But... Like, what's the what's the mission or vision? Where do you see this thing going um, in your mind's eye? This brainchild that you kind of kind of gave birth to recently. So the mission has always been to to craft a community where people could learn. You know, we really wanted to um, engage, interact, and learn are the three things that we always come back to. And I wanted to create a place where people could come in freely. You know, no BS, no politics. Um, you know, I've seen. Uh, next to no political posts and go wild. Everything is very much about the hunting experience. It's about, and, no, and we do have other stuff in there, actually. It's, I, I know you're, we're on a hunting podcast now, so I'll probably mostly talk, talk about the hunting functionality of it. But I mean, you can log your workouts. You can get tips on working out. You can, we have a ton of anglers in there, including some, some of the best anglers in the world are using our app right now. Now, well, you know, we're sponsoring a couple of these guys. So, um, they're, they were excited to work with us and get the word out. But uh, like Carl Jakobson, who's the best Australian angler um, competing on the FLW tours using our app and posting in there. So you can get some really good advice from some great bass fishermen. Um, but we also have hiking and camping. It's really an outdoors app. I just talk about the hunting side of it a lot because that's my passion. Yeah, but there's a lot of crossover. Like most guys like us, I'm sure I also fish and I also camp. And sometimes people camp while they hunt. And so there's... You know, when you're talking to a hunter, you're typically also talking to an outdoor enthusiast of some sort. I, right. Well, the the most recent study, uh, or, or you know, everybody's kind of freaking out right now about the the results from that. You know, we lost two million hunters this past year, and um, I know that sucks. But there's still 102 million people that enjoyed the outdoors and something that was closely related to hunting or fishing. So that could be camping, or it could be backcountry hiking. But I mean, there's a lot of the population that enjoys getting outside so you know you part i think the second part of your question was first was the mission which is to get more people outside you know to it was two layers twofold so to create a place where people could learn um, and ask questions freely and then the second uh part of that is to get more people outside because of that stat i was just talking about you know we lost a couple million hunters you know we're already down to 10 uh Baby boomers are aging out. We already know that most people stop hunting or slow down around age 55, um, 55 to 65. So, so you were looking at the boomers and wondering what's going to happen when that big third of the hunting population goes away. And, and um, it's really up to the millennials at this point to get themselves into it, to make sure their kids are coming up through it. And, and that's where our app is really taking everything we do to task. I mean, we don't do anything right now without asking ourselves, um, how's this better for conservation efforts? And, and, and what I mean by conservation efforts are, 
and your your audience is probably sophisticated, but like we think about things like Pittman Robertson, like how how are we going to sell more guns? Um, you know, how, how will this get somebody to buy a hunting a shotgun for squirrel hunting, or how um, will this sell licenses? You know, uh, Fish and Wildlife Agencies, their budget's coming from the licenses that they sell or the permits. Um, so so we actually really think about those all the way down to that granular of like a single hunting license being bought. Um, and we think about, like, we, we educate people around that stuff. So we, we, we talk about it all the time. We're looking for advertisers to partner with who are aligned in that, with that mission. Um, so that second mission is really to help shepherd in a new generation of hunters and anglers and outdoors enthusiasts. That makes a lot of sense. That's, I'm glad to hear that that's kind of where your head's at with it. And, and, I don't know. It is beautiful. Like it, it functions really well. It is easy. It's intuitive. It makes sense. It it's engaging. I've noticed over the past couple of days, you know, my, my phone will be sitting on my desk or, or whatever, and I'll go, I'll get a little pop up, you know, and it'll kind of tell me what's going on or someone commented on something. It's very similar to how we interact with all the other major social media platforms, but mm-hmm. there is no BS. There is no politics like you mentioned. And uh, you know, the pictures that I see are the ones that I want to see as a hunter and an outdoorsman. Right. So yeah, you're, you're spot on. I'm looking at the logo well, right thanks, now and man. I do There's love it. Of... I, I love, I, I do logo design on the side as a freelancer and that's one of my other passions. And I got to say, they did a great job on the logo. Dude, I was so excited to be the client, you know, normally on the creative director side, <laughs> you're working with the designer and, and getting things prepped. And I was all ready to like give Donovan tons of feedback he sent me that logo and I was like, dude, I hate you. I can't even, like, I literally had zero feedback on it and we never changed it from version one. Like that's the first version he ever did. And that's the version we still have today. So it, it's just such a good mark for what we wanted to do. I felt like it was a perfect stamp on um, the look and feel that I had. And actually I have uh, maybe I'll share this someday, but I have a really ugly version of the app that I made. There's some Photoshop templates of just like social media app templates Yep. And it's kind of funny. You can see the first version of the logo that I did, um, which was not a logo. It's a typeface that I used and just typed out a font. But you can see the beginnings of what ended up. So, I mean, it's really cool um, how what he did with it. But, I mean, so many people love that logo. I have had multiple people tell me that they're thinking about getting a tattoo of it or, you know, some, you know, version of that story. Um, you know, our, 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 our swag sells like crazy because people love the brand that we've created yeah, and what we stand for. There. And I had, a, I had a guy tell me the other day, uh, he said, dude, I don't understand why I do this. He's like, I would never go to Instagram and buy Instagram hats or shirts. And he's like, but for some reason, every time go out, puts out something, I have to have it. And we do, man. We have guys that have spent hundreds of dollars buying hats and shirts. And I'm sure their wives are like, you guys, you got to clip these go wild guys, but yeah, um, they love the gear. No, that's cool. That's really cool. And you mentioned like you're always, you're always thinking of ways to, to like, you know, give back to conservation. Um, there was, I talked with um, the guys that started catching deers, Bud Fisher. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you heard yeah. of that brand yet. I mean, hopefully you have their. I have, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. very godly and. They seem like uh, good dudes. They seem like really funny dudes. I wish I was that funny naturally. I got to really try and then it just comes off kind of weird. So, um, <laughs> but they, I didn't realize this at first, but every, I don't know what the percentage is, if it's like a dollar or a percentage of the, the proceeds, but they donate um, for every purchase, a certain amount goes to the NDA, the National Deer Alliance, um, 
which oh, is a cool. pretty big organization for that. So that was kind of a cool connection that I realized that they did to kind of help with that, where you're not just buying these, the swag and this lifestyle stuff and these funny hats. You are actually, in, in doing so, you actually are helping um, hunting, so to speak. And I thought that was pretty neat. Then I've considered something like that with our app, the Where to Hunt app, where if you if you upgrade to Pro, you know, I take the, the dollar or whatever it is, then I'll just donate it out because I'm not trying to do the app to get, to get rich by any means. But... Um, Something to consider. It's kind of a right. kind of a neat thing, and that, maybe that's just the organization they chose. But um, there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, that's for sure. We um, we got a couple routes we're going on stuff like that. We we just partnered with Real Camo Girl, and we uh, it's an organization that empowers women outdoors enthusiasts. And we gave them their own place in the app. So uh, you know, the app is real quick to frame that up. Yeah. The, the app is not set up like a Facebook. You don't go in and make friends and, like, that's how you get your content. You actually come in and we populate your first round of content for you. So if you're going to tell us what you like to do, hunt fish or just enjoy the outdoors, which would be camping, hiking, you know, nature photography, stuff like that. And then from there, it's going to – we're going to just – you're going to be done. You onboard on our app in less than a minute, and then all of a sudden there's content. So you don't have to find people to follow. You don't have to find friends. Um, now, we are building in a follow functionality. But it's really so that as you meet people within the app and you like them and want to stay connected with them, you can follow them and make sure you always see their content in a place that only has your, your buddies. But so so we, we have trails. So there's elk hunting and deer hunting and catfishing and bass fishing and um, some overarching like hunting and fishing trails that have a little bit of everything that comes into them. But then we, we gave this group a their own place so that their members could talk and ask questions and get advice from other real camo girl members and they're jacked out of their minds about it man and i'm super pumped because we get to work with a really great organization lauren and tara have been fantastic to work with so um that, that something like that and aligns with us because they're you know real camo girls mission is to empower more women to get outdoors and that's the fastest growing part of the market right now so you know really i, I think uh as as the good old boy club goes away you know, we have an opportunity to really get more women into the woods and onto the water. So I'm excited about that. But the biggest uh, group, and this is, this is, I say the biggest, uh, the biggest thing I'm excited about is not an insult to Real Camo Girl. It's just how jacked up I am about the uh, opportunity we have here. We've partnered with Raise Them Outdoors. Yeah, I've heard of them. The, yeah, so their whole mission is to give kids who would never have had the chance or the clothing or the gear to go outside and hunt and fish for the first time. So I've gotten to know Erin Crooks over this last year since uh, somehow, I think, I think I got introduced to her by somebody I'd met um, early in the app, Gabriella Hoffman. She's a writer and she's been really good to us and really believes in what we're doing. And she introduced me to Erin and uh, out of the gate, man, I just, I, I knew I wanted to be a part of what Erin was doing. She's hosting these camps. So um, she, she, brings kids out, teaches them archery, teaches them how to shoot a gun, teaches them how to fish. And part of, we're going to sponsor these camps. And, and part of that will be teaching kids the dangers of social media and posting and how to, um, to really think about what they're doing. Because we've gotten to a point now where, you know, a kid gets his first deer and it's already bad enough that some hunters will come in and bully a yeah. kid for saying, yeah. for shooting a spike, you know, um, or shooting a doe, like, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's a small amount of people that would do that, but they are out there. I've seen it with my, with my own eyes. So, um, we're going to, we're going to help put on a class about, um, 
it'll be like a little 30 minute session at these camps to talk about, you know, Hey, you really got to think through what, what kind of content you're putting out online because the flip side of that too, is it's not just coming from hunters, it's anti hunters. So you think back, it's, if, if we can all take a moment, uh, you know, maybe at this part in the podcast, you can play some music, the, the flashback music, uh, cue, cue the flashback music. Yeah. Picture yourself as a awkward 13 year old. Uh, you got your ratty jeans and your Chuck Taylors on trying to impress your friends. And remember how much it sucked to get made fun of. Well, you probably went home and you cried about it, but you had time. You go to family dinner and then you could go watch some TV. And then, you know what? Maybe by the end of the night, you're feeling okay. Well, these kids never escape this stuff now. Like their phone goes with them everywhere. And I can't even imagine growing up right now and having the bullies and the hate follow you everywhere. Like people, People aren't giving these kids enough credit. You know, I think a lot of people look at these new generations and say that, you know, they're, they're wimps or they're pansies. But, I, man, I remember how much it sucked in junior high. I, I got bullied myself, and I cannot imagine if you never turn that off. So um, part of this course will be helping educate people like, hey, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't understand hunting. So you need to be careful about the kind of hunting content you put out there because what, what we risk is if somebody, a kid posts this on instagram gets made fun of and they associate this terrible experience with hunting they might never hunt again right and then that's it for them that right not not only do they have to deal with like right. oh, it's cold or it's miserable i didn't get into something then if they finally have some success and someone bashes them then they go through that whole that whole thing again and that might that might be the thing that really does push them over the edge to say you know what i'm not going to do this it i don't might, like that feeling yeah and not only yeah, that that's sad that's they, really they sad might, so they might they might never buy a license again, which is really bad. But then they might also go down the path of becoming an anti-hunter, and eventually they might use that with legislation. They might vote in someone that doesn't support, you know, the Second Amendment rights or the right to hunt or or any of that. So you know, it, it really and that's a really like down the road. I'm I'm playing it up and I'm dramatizing a little, but not much. I mean, that's really the state of affairs right now. So we've partnered with Raise Them Outdoors, and I, I really believe Raise Them is a conservation effort for us. Um, we are doing all kinds of stuff to help Aaron. I mean, we we um, we had an investment to be one of our sponsors, and then you know, she's like, hey, I don't have any bows. And we're talking about it. Like, I'm going to try to find you a bow sponsor. And we couldn't figure it out. Like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Here's $500. Like, let's just buy some more bows. Like, or like uh, today we were talking about uh, she needs shotguns, so I'm trying to dig up some shotguns for her camps. Um, you know, we're always trying to find sponsors for the gear because she has to have camouflage. She has to have – there's so much stuff that she travels yeah. all over the country with. So um, I am super pumped to work with Erin. I think she's doing a fantastic thing. There are, I think, thousands of kids that come through this thing this year. This is the first year that she's done a nationwide tour of it, and I think she's done like five or six cities. Um, that are areas that she's doing this camp and um, just really proud of her and the organization. And so you, you, you know, I'm sorry, I just gave you the longest answer um, in your, your show's history, but you were talking about, <laughs> I doubt you know, it. Um, I'm sure we got some longer you're, ones. You're talking about conservation efforts. And that is one thing that I'm super pumped to, to, to be involved with. Well, they sound like a great, it sounds like I'm going to have to talk with them too and get them on here. And it's interesting because we have such a strong heritage here in Wisconsin for hunting and just like anywhere, I suppose. But, um, you know, we have like, we call it the Blaze Orange Army. I think just in Wisconsin alone, um, last year we sold somewhere around 600,000 
you know, gun hunting takes, and that was just gun hunting for deer, not bow hunting, not, you know, duck, not, um, you know, pheasant or turkey or grouse or any of the other things that, you know, we can do outside and, and hunt. So there's a really strong um, heritage and tradition around deer hunting in the state. And one thing I wanted to mention, uh, because the listeners that, that, you know, I kind of attract and have um, built up over the years is they're primarily from Wisconsin. And oddly enough, and I'm not sure you may have uncovered this already, it's a good chance you have, um, but there's an app in Wisconsin called Go Wild. So, yeah, and it even stumped me for a while before I realized you were something different. So when I saw you on Instagram, I kind of, I didn't dismiss it, but I thought it was just the DNR because our Department of Natural Resources, they also have a program and an app on top of that called Go Wild. It's Obviously, that is not you, and it is very different. That's how our um, hunters go and actually buy their licenses and their tags and their park passes and all this other stuff, um, fishing licenses, what have you. So we actually do that through GoWildWisconsin.gov. I think it's really important for my listeners to understand the difference to not associate you with that so that when they see the Go Wild awesome logo, they understand, oh, that's not the DNR great because there could right, be a no. negative connotation there because the TNR is not always the most favored thing in these parts, <laughs> you know, depending on the hunting seasons that we have. So I'll let you speak to that for just a quick moment. Yeah, no, we're not affiliated. I didn't know about that one. Uh, you know, you, you're in marketing, so you know this. You, you, you come up with a name on something, and um, I came up with the name Go Wild. Fairly, you know, it came to me fairly quickly. It wasn't one of those things like I struggled with it for weeks and weeks. I mean, I think in one night's work, I came up with what I wanted it to be called. And quick Google search, I couldn't find anything that, that competed. Uh, and then that one, of course, I figured out, I, I found out about it after we were like really committed. And somebody even asked me, is like, is there a trademark concern? And we were pursuing a trademark at that time. And um, I, I think I think we're still pursuing it. But um it, it's it's kind of one of those terms like I don't think either one of us could do anything about it. I don't think the trademark's going to go through because it's one of those almost two generic terms. Um, but I would say you know if nothing else, we both benefit from the. Uh, you know, it's almost like it makes a sensible partnership. I, um, maybe I have to go up to Wisconsin and, and talk to the DNR sometime about a, a partnership and promotion. Um, but no, we're not affiliated at all, and I didn't I didn't know about it, which I don't know if I would have changed my mind or been like, yeah, free advertising when they talk about their app. Yeah, no, and, and <laughs> that's just my mind. Yeah, I wanted to just bring it up because I think a lot of listeners here would think, why is this guy talking to someone with the DNR? So it is very different. It's not the right. same whatsoever. So I just want to make that distinction and draw that line so the listeners understand that you're not that. Um, I think it's pretty clear, you know, that that's what's happening in our conversation thus far. But I, I really did want to just kind of take a moment. And I hear you on the name thing. I, um, for where to hunt, the, it's the dumbest name ever. There's no funness. There's no, like, lifestyle brand that can really kind of come out of that, I don't think. Because um, it's pretty boring. But it's funny because I, I thought of that um, when I was kind of starting this, my, you know, the Where to Hunt app out or what have you. Because it was the most commonly heavily sought after highest volume search term on organic search. And back then I was really into SEO and I was like, well, I'll just snatch that up because then I'll get, you know, all these search queries every month. It'll be a great way to build off of things. So it was, it was funny that that's what I ended up going with because I used to hate when people did that. 
<laughs> well, I always tell people at the end of the day, a name is a name is a name. Like you can brand anything. Yeah. Uh, there are some really stupid names out there that we say every day and nobody gives it any, any question, yep. you know, um, there are all kinds of made up words. It. Yeah. It's all, it's all the brand that you bring to life with it. So, you know, own it. Um, you mentioned Wisconsin, man. Did you see the NPR story that came out? I don't know if I have. Um, All right. I'll have to email it to you, but I would be interested in in you doing a show about this because a lot of the the information from it came from the Wisconsin area. And um, part of the story talked about the demographic wall and it talked about how uh, there's a sociologist prediction that, you know, with some of the trends like urbanization and smaller family sizes and the anti-hunting sentiment that the sport of hunting in Wisconsin could be extinct by 2050. Weird. And I don't like that they called it a sport. I'm reading this right now. I actually, yeah. as I was talking to you, I, I pulled it up and I, I wanted to make sure it was Wisconsin. I was pretty sure it was, but uh, um, yeah, I'm a pretty big, I'm, I'm pretty big anti-calling it a sport. Uh, Same. I'm not, I'm not. That comes yeah. up. We yeah. sure, There's uh, a winner. There are winners and losers in sports. And I've, um, short of any hunting accident, everyone I've ever known to hunt um, has been, come out on top. So even if they're not success, you even said success a minute ago, uh, intentionally uh, of the intention of you know getting an animal. But I, you know, some of my most fun hunts, I didn't get anything or even see anything. You know, um, you could definitely have you know personal a successful experience. It doesn't have to. Or, yeah, you don't have to kill yeah, something to have a successful hunt. The, the recreation is not dependent on the harvest. Right. Right. Hundred percent. In yeah, fact, yeah, man, I'll have to send this to you. It's a, it's an interesting read, and I'd, I'd be interested in hearing a show of your take on it, because um, you're going to know way more about this uh, than, than I would. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. That'd be a great opportunity. Um, that's fascinating. I really, man, we're we're pretty diehard here, so that's weird coming out of this state to think that. And if that's if that's know, the case for right. us, then I got to imagine everyone else would kind of evaporate way before we would. Yeah, I would think so too. You guys are, you know, one of our um, users that I've gotten to know through the app, uh, Jimmy Glazer, he hunts up in Wisconsin. And I mean, good Lord, that Jimmy tears it up. I mean, I feel like every single day he is out on an ATV doing something. He's out scouting. Um, he's shooting his bow. He's prepping to go out west and hunt. I mean, this, this guy's hardcore. And I'm like, man, if everybody up in Wisconsin goes as hard as Jimmy does, you guys are doing all right. <laughs> Some of us go a little harder on the drinking than the hunting, but yeah. Uh, you know, Jimmy's been known to post a little silly picture out on the ice. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. When you guys have a good user base, um, I, I won't ask you how many users there are in the app, but how about you guys, are you, are you nationwide, right? This isn't uh, exclusive to Kentucky or Wisconsin. Um, uh, it's obviously. worldwide, man. It's worldwide. All right, we've there got, we go. We've got people in multiple countries. And, and I, I don't, I, so I don't tell people how many users we have, um, you know, for competitive reasons, at least at least not on a recorded podcast. I'll, I'll slip you the number after the show. Sure. Uh, but I can say, you know, we've doubled in size since, see, I went to APA, and what, what, what was the APA date? I don't know, early January, mid-January, and we, we've doubled in size since APA. And and I'm talking, you know, that's that's not like going from 300 to 600. We're, we're talking tens of thousands of users at this point. And we're, we're adding... Um, I can say, like now with that Android launch, um, we're adding 250 to 300 people into the app every day. So it, I mean, it's blowing up right now. Yeah, we, we're getting so much good traction, man. I mean, it's growing right now faster than we could have ever imagined. We had a story come out uh, this week about 
from about the Android app being out on wide open spaces. Um, we're getting That's a lot a of deal. love on, yeah, yeah. Brad Smith, the writer there, has been really good to us. Um, you know, we've got we've had a lot of really good coverage lately on the partnership with Real Camo Girl. Um, you know, with with Raisin, we're gonna. I think we're, we've got some more coverage coming from that. So every time we do something like that, it gets it gets a few more people in the app, and we've got a really passionate fan base. I mean, I mentioned that we're overseas. I got a guy in Scotland who is like the most passionate user we have. Um, and, and in fact, on my podcast, I'm gonna give him. A, I'm, I'm doing like a whole shout out podcast to this guy on our podcast, episode five. Uh, it's coming up, and the uh, this guy is like printing flyers, and he's wanting to make his own like flyers that he can go out and hang up at trailheads. And like, he is so passionate about Go Wild, and we 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 probably it's probably like. The U.S., Canada, and then soon to be Scotland. Will be just him, really. Like it's just—it's not even Scotland. It's just pounding yeah. the pavement. Yeah, man, he's like <laughs> out in his bow shop. He's telling people his job. He's bringing in his family. I mean, it's like I had a guy. I swear to God, this happened. I had a guy message me on Facebook and say, "Are you paying people in the U.K. to hit up outdoors Facebook groups to promote your app?" And I thought he was asking if he could do that. Like, I thought it was kind of being like a silly joke. And I was like, no, are you signing up? And he's like, no, but the guy you are paying won't leave my Facebook pages alone. And come to find out it was this guy, David Ferguson, over in Scotland. Because he just loves it. it. Yeah, I was like, dude, I didn't even know he was doing this. Like, you can't be mad at me. Like, I, I told him, I was like, I don't pay anybody to do any of that. So uh, the, guy, the guy sent David, apparently, a not-so-friendly three-page three email about how hard it was for him to run his Facebook pages um, and that it, if, if David would only chill out, he would realize that running Facebook pages was much harder than building an app. But that sounds comical. Well, that's like, that's like <laughs> what you've identified is what I would classify, not me, this isn't my terminology, this is just stuff that's out there in the world. And you being in web design and development, you may know what this is, but just like a, a desire path. Um, you know, if you look at a beautifully architectured, landscape and and there's all these you know fancy sidewalks and paths you're gonna you're gonna see um you know a, a beautiful manicured lawn and then there's gonna be a dirt trail from one end to the other for people cutting through it's called a desire path people yeah. are you know you might design this beautiful walkway but they're gonna go where they want to go based on the shortest path from you know a to b yeah. and for for what you're describing really he he's saying there's a desire path here he wants people to use your app because you don't get all the bullshit that comes with Facebook and yeah. all of the other. So that really is a desire path. People are really looking for the product that you're offering. And clearly they, they want it so bad that they're willing to go bring everyone else that they know in, which is a force multiplier. That's an economic flywheel. I mean, you're off to the races for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, um, he's actually a really good story and an example of yeah how big this app got for us and how fast, uh, and I, I've asked him if I could tell the story. I, I I did a podcast last night and I told them about it, but I didn't identify. I didn't give any revealing information because even say in Scotland, people that use our app would know this guy. He's kind of a living legend in the Go Wild app. People, people even know him by a nickname now. It's like not even David or Ferguson. It's like the Ferg. People know the Ferg. Um, he's he's gonna the, be great. The, he's the gonna Ferg. come work for you. Watch. It won't be long. He'll be in the stage. I know, man. I know, man. I joked. I joked and said if we were ever fortunate enough to to go public, I'm flying the Ferg over and he's ringing the bell. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, the Ferg, he he. Um, I didn't know this until recently. So I went out to get the mail uh, for Go Wild, and I'm, I had like a hundred things to do yesterday, and. Um, I get I get a package from uh, Scotland and uh, I knew 
it had to be for right him. away. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting anything. I normally I would have tossed the mail aside and would have moved on. But I get this package and I, I open it up and I see uh, you know this baby clothes inside of it. And oh, that's cool. I yeah, so I look at it, man, and he sent me a pink onesie with the Go Wild logo on it. And he sent a hat, a uh, pink hat that goes with it, and it's got our little app emblem on it. And I'm like, already at that point, I'm like, this is, this is like, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I smile, and I'm like getting a little emotional just from seeing that. But I go on to read this letter from David and the Ferg, sorry. Um, so I read a letter from Ferg, and he, it's, he goes on to tell me, he's like, you know, it's my, I always write letters when people buy our stuff. So he says, that, you know, it's my turn to write a letter. And he um, he goes on to tell me that in December his dad had died and that he was having a really hard time because him, him, him and his dad always went out and did outdoor stuff together. And he, he was telling me how it had been like this seven-year battle. And I don't know the details of it. Um, and he, which I actually didn't know that. He, he said that I'm sure you have figured out. But I think, you know, sometimes you're posting on social media and assuming people have seen something. And um, in December... I didn't know him as well as I do now. Like three months later, now it's like, oh yeah, the Ferg. But I mean, I didn't. I, I don't even know if I knew exactly who he was in December, um, like I do now, anyway. So I, um, I'm reading this letter. He's telling me how his father had passed and how he's in a really dark place and was really depressed. Well, I shouldn't say depressed. He he was having a, a hard time with it, as anybody would. But um, he said that when he downloaded, he's not a social media guy at all. Um, had never had a social media profile, but somehow stumbled into a, an ad from us and decided to give it a try. And through getting to know me and our team and the uh, a couple of guys in there that have gotten to be friends from, you know, Jimmy's one of them, but I got guys from Oregon and uh, Wisconsin and Virginia and all these guys, have, you know, bonded together. And, and funny enough, with Ferg, who lives in Scotland, uh, you know, he said that through all of that, and it really helped him get over uh, this morning. And he said it helped him get back outside again. And he's hiking again, and he's shooting his bow again. And it, he said it was a, a, you know, really came along in a, a dark time in his life. And he thanked me for it. And man, I'm like in my car crying. Like, by, I, it, it made me realize you know i've always said that you know this is your app telling our users that and i yep um I, I meant it but i never meant it in the way that i understood it yesterday when i realized that like yeah we built a really good product but like this thing is not mine anymore i mean when it has that kind of impact on somebody's life that that's not something i could have set down and built like i built a platform that empowered a community and enabled that but we didn't we didn't go out and say, "Hey, this is going to be." Something this is going to change your life. Emotionally, yeah. right? Like I had no idea, man. Like I mean, I thought, like, "Oh, dude, we'll build this cool scoring system for deer, and uh, we'll do recipes, and you know, we threw all that crazy stuff at it." But I, I no way. And I, I've heard people say stuff in interviews like this, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, right. You're just doing the, the like good interview thing." But I truly, man, like I never would have guessed that. Um, our platform would help somebody through something like that and that, that it could have such a profound impact on them. So like just this, this week alone has been really humbling and emotional uh, looking back on all the stuff we've done. And it's cool to see the numbers and it's cool to be like, Oh, we're at 300 people a day. That's 300 people. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll get to know some of them, but the, the people that I've met through this whole thing have, have changed my life too. So 
I really started thinking about the whole thing in a different way this week. That's amazing. Man, this is a great time to have you on to talk about this. I know. I mean, I'm not getting scary. You're super powerful, man. This is, I mean, that, <laughs> that's really something. I only hope that I can have that kind of success with what I'm doing. I mean, the, the, not even, not even in the ballpark of that. You know, I got some quirky stories about how, you know, I, I don't even want to, I'm not even try to compare them. It's not even worth it. But you, <laughs> you mentioned um, a couple things in there, like the features. I don't want to spend too much time in the in the dirt on that. But the one that we talked no, about right in, right on the onset was just simply like, you know, the whole like. So I I popped in here right. Like I've been putting around with it as much as I can. Um, to kind of get a feel for it and, and you're on, it's a very great product. So, um, that, the whole scoring thing, how does that work? What, what is it actually taking into account and what does that mean for the community? Yeah. So we, we sat down in my basement, um, December, 2016 and we're like, all right, we're going to build an app. Great. What was it going to do? Um, so <laughs> over a couple hours, we hashed through some things and realized some opportunities. And one thing that we all picked up on or talked through anyways, was, you know, why is it when a guy gets a, uh, a, you see somebody post on Instagram, it's a 14 point, like crazy, you know, 180 inch buck or 200 inch buck, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, well, the first thing people start saying is like, oh, what high things farm did you shoot at that? Right. <laughs> so we started talking about why is everybody so cynical? Well, it's probably because the, the guy that is complaining about it is like forever going to shoot eight points, you know, it, and, and it may not be his fault. Maybe he's hunting really over on a public land or um, whatever the reason is um, he's cynical about it. And, and there it's because he's going out there and putting in hard time. He's scouting. He's, you know, he's probably practicing his bow and doing all these things that don't get measured by that inch count that everybody likes to do. They like, you know, if it's Boone Crockett, Pope and Young, whatever. And, so we started talking about like, well, what other ways to make a hunt valuable, you know? And, uh, okay. If you hunt public land, you know, that's obviously harder than a lot of private land hunts. Now, not always, but a lot of times. Um, and then we started talking about how much harder it is to learn to shoot a compound bow than it is a rifle. And we started working our way through all these things that, you know, really are part of the story. So if you, if you get a, a nice big buck, you you might, you're probably going to tell your buddy the Boone Crockett score if it's that, that size of a buck. Um, but you're probably going to spend more time talking about how it was seven degrees and you froze your butt off and how, you know, you had hiked, um, you know, all this way back on this public land and how you um, shot your bow at 50 yards and you had to shoot through all this brush and, uh, you know, all of these different points uh, are, are, parts of the story that go unmentioned in a score so we started talking about like well what if we could build something that measures all that so and then and then we got the really crazy idea of like well what if your score for deer could compare to my score for turkey or to his score for fish so that's what we did man we built a scoring system that looks at the entirety of the experience and it's not necessarily like it's not meant to be a scientific like oh this one's one for the go wild record books it's a 660 and nobody's ever going to top that you know that's not really what we're out to do okay what it is to do is to show people and help them almost pull the story out of them to realize like man it's really not about the antlers like that's not like we ask things like about the weight the length um you know we we ask metrics that sometimes people don't even 
consider and but it also makes them think about like the distance of the shot or what they use and 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 talk about their hunt in a different way and we're even building in things like the weather you know if you set through seven degrees and i set through 50 obviously it was harder for you because i mean if you've ever sat in the cold of single digit weather for multiple hours it's miserable so that's funny because I was posting from what I did last November. So some of those details, I was like, why did they ask me all these questions? And I'm like, I don't remember what the, you know, what the weather was that day or whatever. And now it makes more sense. I get it. That, that's yeah. why. Well, it doesn't pull the weather right now. That'll be something. We're building that in. And sure. I, we won't even ask you about that. So part of that zip code, um, well, that, that or the location functionality will be so we can pull some stuff like that. But that, that's some stuff that's out on the horizon. But right now for a deer, I think there's like nine different data points at poles or eight um and then you know for some species like a fish you got less you can measure but we also look at the difficulty of the animal so the score is even looking at like um you know fishing a bluegill is obviously significantly easier than hunting a mountain goat so (laughs) there are you know it it, it compares like it the, the algorithm looks at all of this stuff though so the score was just to help people think about their animal differently and then there's the the logging time functionality which is getting a significant overhaul from where it is right now this was kind of a stopgap to get things going and to get this concept going but the the logging time is to help show people that hey you know what the you're you can't just tell the part of the story where you pulled the trigger and an animal is on the ground there are all these other parts of the story so that's why we give people points for logging time for archery practice or for shed hunting or for scouting Um, all of that stuff goes into their profile score, which honestly, like as of today, I feel like if we didn't evolve this at all, and it was just like your profile score is your profile score, I feel like people would still be really happy with it. Cause I've seen these guys talking so much smack to each other, man. Like they loved when, when one of them will go check, uh, the other one's score once a week and be like, yeah, I passed you up, Jimmy. And, uh, you know, it's like they're, they're, you know, egging each other on and it's awesome. And I love seeing them do that and really understanding what the score was meant to be. And if it stopped there, it'd be cool. Like, it'd still be cool. But we have some big plans on the score. I keep telling people that they're going to want to have points. So, um, <laughs> well, you're, I, you're, you're transcending got, the, the, the basics of social media. You're, you're transcending the, the passive like, like, heart, laugh. Right. And, you know, right. people are just mindlessly scrolling and tapping on things and, and they're not really engaging. And, and you're not only do you have a level of engagement that the other platforms probably don't have at this point anymore, um, you're also getting people to go from app to real life and then back in. Yeah. And, and that yeah. makes There's it fun. And our app. That's cool, yeah. man. And, and, and also, like you mentioned earlier, like the, you know, getting kids into hunting and, and really trying to, you know, um, kind of make sure people don't leave hunting and, um, you know, the, the, what's the, I'm sorry, the organization um, Raise, Raise to Hunt. Raise Them Outdoors. Raise Them Outdoors. Thank you. Um, they, the, the children, so to speak, like I have nieces and nephews and, and they're, you know, eight, nine, 10, whatever. They're playing Call of Duty. They're playing um, Fortnite. And, right. PUBG and all these other games that I don't even know what the heck they are anymore, but you're kind of building in that gamer tag mentality and the and the points and the Call of Duty kind of stuff, and so that speaks their language, and so that right. competitive exactly. edge that back and forth, dude, it's cool. Yeah, I don't like the word gamification, but that's the that's the psychological definition for what you're talking about, and actually. We built the app on uh, a lot of, uh, I'm not a psychology major or anything, but um, 
we built the app on a lot of psychological premises about, you know, a scoring system like that and thinking through what, what does well, because, um, we do want people to come back. I mean, obviously we spent all this time building a product, so I want people to use it. So we've, we've looked at ways to, uh, you know, make something that people remember. That's the hardest thing with an app is making people to remember to yeah. come back and use it. Yeah. Cause there's so many out there, but I mean, the, I don't know, the younger generation, so to speak, they, they're asynchronous as far as the way they like to communicate. So they, they don't mind communicating through apps and messengers and platforms and social media. And oh, they prefer da, 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 da. it, man. They yeah, that's correct. It. That's their go-to. And the the other stuff makes them a little kind of uneasy. The the phone, the face-to-face, that's second nature now. So to get them to come out back out of the app which, with what you're doing, I mean, that, you're going to accomplish your mission you're, that way. You're, you're doing it yeah. in such a way where you're really aligning yourself with the mission. And I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, everything we've done, man, even the recipes, like – People are like, oh, food is good. And I'm like, yeah, food is good, but it's also how we're going to get more people outside. Yeah. I mean, how many how many people um, are opposed to hunting? You know, they say it's like five, five to eight percent. How many people appreciate food? And like I'm talking like elite levels of food and exotic meats. And, you know, there's a lot of there's a big movement right now in food fair and the millennial generation. There's a reason all these chain restaurants are closing. It's because the millennial generation is more passionate about food than any generation before it. And um, they're also doing a lot of lot more cooking than a lot of the other generations were at their age. Um, now, some of this is kind of funny because that's where a lot of these boxes, uh, subscription boxes for Go food fresh, are coming Blue in. Go Fresh, Blue Apron, yeah. Uber it's Eats, kind of like the, Eat Street. Yeah. yeah, they're like the gate, gateway into cooking. Um, but at the same time, our generation is, is, is changing how people have cooked. They're looking at ingredients differently, and they're more interested in where their food's coming from. Um, and I got, I got lit up by a user the other day because I said something about commercial farming in um in my podcast and she corrected me on a lot of stuff so i I do uh you know i gotta be careful and say i don't want to say that farming's bad or you know i know a lot of farmers that hard-working americans but at the same time you know i think there's there you can't deny there's a movement right now to know where your food's coming from so uh, when i look at my hunted animal that i touched it i like my deer in my freezer right now I am the only person that has ever touched that animal. And I'm, I saw him when he was last alive. And there's no doubt in my mind that he went from my truck to my garage to my freezer. And I know that. So there's an intimacy with that that I think people appreciate. And um, I, I've seen it in my own life of cooking for a coworker. Well, actually cooking for myself and bringing leftovers in and having a coworker try it enough to where she realized over the span of a year of me doing this that, man, this deer is actually really good, and and it turned into her buying a hunting license for the first time ever. That's pretty. That's so pretty powerful. Food, I haven't heard of that one yet, but that's awesome. Yeah, food is the gateway, man. Like if you can show everybody thinks deer is gamey, but when you can cook it and you can cook it well, and you can show people that hey, this isn't actually gamey. It's that you're unfamiliar with real meat. And uh, okay, there's the kind of comment that gets me in trouble. With <laughs> not, but what not I'm, my what, audience, you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not it's not something that was designed. Unless you want to say it was designed by God, um, it's not a it's not a meat that's been bred or for for a certain you know um, outcome or uh, a, um, a, a chicken that was you know fed a certain diet to accelerate its growth. It's like it ate what it ate. It, it lived how it naturally would, and it came directly from I harvested this animal and brought it home. It doesn't get more um, from field to place than that. Like you know, everybody's into the farm to fork right now. 
And I get that. I think that's really cool. Um, I, I think, you know, that's the part of the farming that I, I would definitely support. And I, I think that me and this user, after like five different email banters, we agreed to disagree on the few things. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're, if you're um, getting cows like, that eat corn and not grass and, and so on and so forth, there's a lot. Right. Exactly. Like, that, that transfers into your body, you know, like it's, there's some variables right. there and some variances. So absolutely. But you're right about hunting. Like it, it lived a natural lifestyle. I watched it die. It was ethical. It didn't live to die. It had a chance. Right. Um, obviously, humans are superior. That's just that's that's the truth. And, um, and it lets you play a role in the ecosystem. Exactly. I mean, all, all those like goes back to that where it all started with that license you bought. You know, you just gave money to biologists to come back out and scout that deer for next year and make sure the population stays healthy. And when we support the habitat for the deer. Guess who else benefits? All the other species that also live in the habitat. Like it's it it to me it all makes so much sense. But like when people look at it from the outside, if if they're only seeing the posting yeah. pictures of the kill, that's why I think food's the answer, man. I really do. I think food is going to be the thing that can get. You know, we could increase, we could gain two million users over the next before the next survey of hunters if we would start talking about food more. And that's why our app is the only hunting app that's focused on that um, because because we care so much about that. And we think that's the answer. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I dig it, and I like that's all in one place. So, um, but what what about the so? Okay, this one trips my trigger, and maybe there's a pun intended here. But um, you can win gear. How, how do yeah. I win gear? Yeah, you know, it's funny. My sister texted me right as you were calling me, and she said she won a um, what she win? Turkey mount. Uh, so I'll come back to that in a second. So um, <laughs> we started these giveaways, and we always wanted. I don't know how we came up with it. I don't know. We were like, hey, what if we? It was almost like a add-on. We're like, oh, then we could do giveaways. So we started um, doing these ourselves even before we launched the app on Instagram, and. You know, we were just buying gear and giving it away just to start getting people, you know, with this idea that we we're going to be an app that had some cool giveaways. So we launched the app and, um, you know, we started working with some brands and, um, and you can win some really amazing stuff within our app. And the way we do giveaways is very different than Instagram. I don't like Instagram giveaways. I think they are full of vanity. They don't do anything for the brands involved in them. People get followers that are going to unfollow them in two weeks when they pop back up in the newsfeed and realize they didn't actually care anything about the account. I think the whole thing is very superficial on Instagram, the way people run them anyways. I'm sure there's a better way to do it. But with our app, you know, we do long-form content around the, the product. We really talk about the story behind the product. We just did a, a fly rod giveaway from Walton Rods, and it was one of the best giveaways we've ever had in terms of the engagement. So. We did a uh, you know a Q and A with the founder of the company talking about how he really felt like there was a gap in the market of quality products that were made in the USA. So he set out, made his own company with a Kickstarter, and he um, you know now he's got this fantastic company that has I don't know three or four different fly rods, and we gave away a two hundred eighty five dollar fly rod to one random person. Wow! So the way people had to enter was to read the the story. And then enter the giveaway by telling us what part of the story connected with them. So you might think that people would just say something quick to enter. But, dude, we get paragraph-long answers on these things. So people really take time and care. And what that does, I had the, the, the owner of that fly rod company contacted me and said, dude, I'm getting emotional reading some of these things of how much people care about the fact that we're made in America. He's like, you know, I was starting to doubt that. 
and, and that that mattered. He's like, I felt like people weren't noticing it, but after reading this, like it really helped steer the company. And they, he said, they realized like how much that part of their company meant to the, to the audience. Yeah, so, man, that's, you know, that's we, powerful. Yeah, it's really cool, man. And I, we we're really passionate about not, I do not ever want to turn, go out into the tag five buddies and, you know, yeah. and, you know, I, I just, I think that there's nothing there. Nobody gains from that. Except it's for annoying. One guy you're in a burning social currency, point. unless it's something that like really you really want. But I always say, you know, I follow Gary Vaynerchuk, and and he says the same thing every time, and and that's fine. But one of the things he says is like Groupon could could give away a free house, and I would delete it before I even open it because I'm just over that. I don't want that kind of spam, and I want that junk. And and it was cool at first when you know people started doing that on social media, but now. It's evolved to the point where it's like, I'm not tagging people. I don't care. And I don't want to be tagged. Like, let me be. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to yep. be a part of that right. stuff. It's almost annoying yeah, when you see funny. that stuff coming I, through. I had a client uh, right now for Go Wild that came in and he wanted to do an Instagram giveaway too. And um, we we did um, we did a side-by-side comparison last night. We launched them at the same time. And it's, it's a sweet giveaway, dude. It's uh, This is actually the most expensive one we've done. It's uh, two Orion coolers from Poma, and um, the the coolers themselves are like four hundred and fifty dollar coolers. So I mean, these are these are very very nice, expensive. You know, everybody thinks that Yeti's the elite level, and I do. I mean, let Yeti they have a great brand. Let's just coolers. be honest. But yeah, the well, they have, they have a great brand. They have a great brand. They have great products. I have a lot of their products, but uh, I mean, these are that level of cooler. It's really nice. So we're giving these away, and we post this on Instagram and the app last night. And at one point I texted my client. And I said, I just want you to know, go out is beating Instagram three to one right now on, <laughs> on entries. And our entries are a paragraph long versus just tagging somebody. So, cause there's that. Va- so you, you know, have value there. Up. You have real authentic human value. Yeah. And, and that's powerful. And for that one, you know, we're working with uh, Poma, which is the professional outdoor media association. And, we're a member. I really believe in, in uh, what they're doing and, and getting more people engaged in the industry. And um, for them, we're really promoting the conference. Like that's what this whole thing was about. So we asked people, tell us what your dream job would be in the outdoors industry. Dude, short of uh, Dan Trout, I think was the user that said he wanted to be the COO of Go Wild. And that's all he said, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but, you know, other other people are writing paragraph long, like about their dream and how they've always lived this, like in this area and could never do this thing, but they would love to do X, Y, Z. Or, you know, all these crazy scenarios that are a paragraph long. I mean, I encourage you to go look at this, this giveaway on the Go Wild profile that's live right now um, after the show and just check it out. Because I think by the, within like, six hours we had 200 entries and i looked over at the instagram account and it's at like 100 and i think it's up to 150 or 200 now but it's because we had two or three guys that came through and commented 20 times tagging other brands and you know any account they could think of thinking that that's going to up their odds uh which we do them randomly so i guess it does but uh you know, the giveaway i guess i'm giving you all kinds of long-winded answers tonight but the giveaways are just a really great way to get the word out about some great companies. Um, it, it gave us uh, a way to monetize the app early um, and find some some brands we could work with and uh, partner with. And, um, you know, we're, we're really particular. I've had some companies approach us and we've said no, you know, even though, as you know, starting an app early, you need money. But we're really particular about working with good quality brands. 
So it's, it, you know, every time that people see that notification about a giveaway from Go Wild, they know it's quality. I'm not giving out crap. Um, so like last week we did a six month subscription to a food box from Cody Rich, uh, from the Rich Outdoors. If your listeners are podcast fans, which they clearly are, yep. uh, they, they might even listen to Cody. So Cody, we, we've known Cody for a while now. I guess I've known him since last uh, summer. And he, um, you know, was talking to him about his product and, you know, really wanted to be involved in what he was doing. So we did a, a six month subscription. That thing was like $200 giveaway though. And that's usually like the, the value on those things is a, a hundred to 150 minimum. I mean, that's, that's kind of our format for them. Oh, so my sister. Uh, so the giveaways take off and people are getting really into this idea that uh, we have cool giveaways and the, um, all of a sudden users start giving away stuff. I, like this is That's one of those things, like I told you earlier in the story, I had no idea that this was going to happen. Uh, so users, I had a user ask me, he's like, Hey man, I, I'd like to give away something. And I don't even remember what the first one was. <laughs> I think it was a new product, but then I had a guy message us and he's like, Hey, I'd like to give away my tactic cam. It's gently used. Can you guys help me with that? And I was like, well, I can't help you with it because that's, you know, that's something that we do with brand partners and, um, I got to save that for them, but it's like, you could do it, I guess. And so now, uh, there's guys, this guy makes his own awesome Jared Brock, Jared. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I got his name, right. Um, <laughs> it's late. It's 10 30. My brain's dead. Yeah. Uh, man, Jordan, you're still Jordan, going though. His, his name's Jordan. Sorry. Uh, I'm terrible at names, but, uh, I can see his avatar in my head though. Uh, but Jordan Proctor, was selling um or really just showing off some of the turkey mounts and i offered to buy one off of him because i got a turkey mount i, I got a turkey from last season that i harvested that i haven't mounted yet so i was like man i love he does like these awesome hand burnings of the birds so i was like i i, I would love to buy this from you because otherwise i'm gonna buy it on amazon and not know who made it and it won't mean anything to me um so i bought that from him and he's like hey man you know what i'm gonna give away one of these in the app so same conversation i was like dude i yeah, I can't do it from the Go Wild account, but if you want to do it on the giveaways trail, which is where you find these things, go for it. And so my sister just won the uh, the turkey mount that all these people had entered to win. And people are going to – I don't think that he knows that it's my sister because she's, she's married and got a different last name That's now. Funny, so man, a few of the guy. guys on the app have figured – yeah, I know. A few of the guys on the app have figured it out um, that she's my sister. So they're going to – once they see that she won this thing, they're going to be like, this is rigged. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna joke and pretty funny. Like, trig, no, but yeah, I assumed it. Yeah, no, it, I don't. I don't think Jordan knows that she's my sister, though. So it's it's pretty funny. But uh, I'm gonna have to give her a hard time because she's never shot a turkey yet. So I don't know what she's even gonna do with this turkey mount. It's cool. We'll give her Maybe this is the year. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, um, how, how do people find? How, how do people find the app? Is there a certain um, keyword phrase or something you'd enter into the iOS App Store or um, the Google Play Store or is it easiest for them to just go to the website, the Facebook page, the Instagram? I do have some of that stuff noted here, and I wanted you to have the opportunity to, to call some of that stuff out to drive any traffic from the listeners that we have. Yeah, well, you, you noted we're in marketing, so you can just search for any of our competitors and it will pop up. <laughs> that's a, that's a win right there, man. That's a nerdy uh, marketing joke. No one laughed. Cause yeah, they don't I got it. it. I got uh, it big time. Yeah, um, but no. Uh, in in all truth, you can search "Go Wild" and it should it should come up. Um, we, we're the green and white emblem that pops up. So there, there's a "Go Wild" casino app, which is not us. Uh, we will never charge you anything. I've never downloaded the "Go Wild" casino app. 
don't know what that's about. So stay away from that one. Um, I mean, unless you're into gambling, in which go for it. But uh, if you're <laughs> into go all the things that we talked about, yeah, then go wild on it. <clears throat> but if you're into all the things that we talked about for the last hour and a half, then you want the Go Wild Outdoors app. And um, it just says Go Wild um, in the Google Play and the App Store for iPhone. So you can search your App Store. You'll find it. Or if you want to head over to timetogowild.com, there's a download button that's got the Android and the iPhone links in there. We'll make it nice and easy for you. And then once you sign up, um, you know, you'll, you'll get opted into our emails. And we send a lot, a lot of great content weekly through our emails. And a lot of that's about the app and the progress or our own podcast updates for Restless Native. Um, but a lot of that, too, is conservation news. You know, that NPR story, uh, for example, I, uh, we linked out to that this past week. And so it's actually a good way just to keep up with what's going on in hunting and fishing. So if you want to, uh, once you sign up, you'll get those. And um, I forgot the second half of that. Did I miss it? Did I miss anything? Was that the question? No, you like, got it, man. I just, wanted, I just wanted it to be easy for people that, that are listening that have made it this far in the show that have interest in, and we sparked in, in the got them interested and if you're not at this point the more that you've talked the more compelled and interested and fascinated i've become with the app and the more of a believer i've become um and it's really great that you're able to explain some of the things that i actually had questions about which i presume if i have questions about them you know it's a good chance that that some others may as well um yeah when they sign up they'll get an email from me now obviously i did not like i'm not sitting around waiting on people to (laughs) sign up and sending them that i'm not sending 300 of these a day personally but we you'll get an email and it's um it's outlining that that whole thing i was talking about where this is your app so once you sign up for go wild you're going to have my personal email on my work email and you can hit me up and people respond to that thing man and they respond with good ideas we've we've had functionality ideas from people that get implemented you know, we, I talked about that species. What I didn't mention is what poor Zach goes through to add a species to that algorithm. I mean, those things take between three and five hours each to do all the scientific research and the, the data capture. So as you can imagine, that's a lot of work. We just rolled out our hundredth right. um, species this week. So we estimate somewhere between 400 and 500 hours that he spent doing research for those things so far. Um but people will reply to that email and say, hey, I was trying to log X, Y, Z. You know, usually it's like some African animal I've never heard of. Or I, I've not done a whole lot of deep sea fishing, but apparently there are just hundreds and hundreds of species of fish uh, that you, you can log. So it's usually something crazy like that. But uh, every now and then we find something that like, oh, you know what? That was pretty obvious. And it's usually the product of I hunt in Kentucky and I don't know what I don't know. So there's been some stuff that comes up out West or whatever. And um, I've even had some instances where people have asked for something and we've had it live in six hours. So That's please something else. send That's us really your feedback. Cool. Yeah. Who else? I mean, like no one else is doing that. And that like, you're not going to get that kind of reaction and speed from a team. And it's because we're building this thing ourselves and we have control over it. So, you know, it's, it's by hunters for hunters. That's what's cool. Um, so, you know, I encourage people to just let us know. Let us know what they think. If they got complaints, I get, I get those every now and then, too, and we address them. And some of our most loyal users have been flipped uh, from, from people that sent us a snarky email at first because that's what we're all used to doing to brands now. They're not used to an actual person responding, let alone, like, our our team. Like, I respond to my emails directly, and Chris, our de- chief development officer, is responding to bug reports and talking to people because, like, we don't even want to hand this stuff off. Like I, 
I told you I, I write like we sell a lot of swag and I write a little note to everybody to thank them because that's the kind of company we're building is, is one that people can um, connect with. I, you know, I, I, if nothing else this week has really proven to me that those those human connections are what is the strongest part of the app. So we're not giving that up anytime soon. Well, when you do that with those people, they're with you forever. You know, you take good care of them right yep. on the gate. And that means something that goes a lot farther than the can kind of. Like you said, there's no yep. BS. And, and you're, yep. you're really eating your own dog food there, so that's awesome. Well, I think you covered yep. the topic really well about your own app. That makes it easy enough, right? You don't got to think too hard about that. It's all there. <laughs> the passion's there. And, um, you know, like I said, if you're not, if you've been listening, you made it this far, if you're not downloading this app right now or haven't already, um, I don't know, I, I, I would say go do it. If, go wild. I mean, really go wild. You, if you if you don't want to download it, I want to know why. So you can still email me at brad at time to go wild dot com. Sweet, that's awesome. <laughs> if I didn't sell it well enough for you to download it here, uh, give it a try. You might download it and still not like it, but if you didn't want even want to try it, I want to know why. Cool, cool. Well, thanks so much, man, for taking time away from your busy schedule, running the business, being a, a dad oh, sure. and uh, a family man. It's awesome. I, th- I thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, so when I had asked Brad what the mission was, uh, he had a pretty good answer. And when I thought about the quote-unquote tip of the week for this episode, I really wanted to kind of pull from that. And Brad had mentioned the mission for Go Wild is to create a community, foster a community where people can learn from um, other people and other hunters so that way they can get into hunting and get more out of hunting so my tip for the week isn't a tip as much of it as it is a uh, you know if you're going to download the app that's great um, I really think that it's a really cool app with a lot of great features and if that's the mission here at hand my tip then is to go ahead download the app and then um, you know as opposed to I don't know poking around like you would with Facebook and thumbing up and thumbing down and you know, kind of just scrolling endlessly. Um, this app encourages definitely a lot more participation than something like a quote-unquote Facebook or an Instagram. But I would add, if you have something to offer someone, if this is a community for people to learn and you you have some knowledge to give away and, and to share with others, if you see something um, that you could say, you know, hey, congratulations on XYZ. I think that's a great thing. Uh, this is something that I learned along the way in hunting. And, you know, I, I think that'd be learn from my mistakes or whatever that is in a humble way, kind of pass that knowledge along and uh, maybe share what you've learned from others as well and tag them and kind of help build that, that environment. So I just think that that's a great mantra. It's a great way to be. And uh, as hunters, you know, obviously there's enough attack from anti hunters in the, in the world. Uh, We have, we certainly don't need it from other hunters as well. So if we can help perpetuate a positive message for a lot of the younger people that are going to be spending time in these digital places, you know, let's make it a great experience for them. Uh, like we said, when we rolled the Blink-182 song, um, when you picture yourself back when you're 13 years old, kids can't leave this stuff anymore like we used to be able to. I'm, you know, 32 years old, and when I left school, I left school, and that was it. So I don't know what it's like to be a kid these days. I'm sure it's a different world. So let's just flood any social media platform, whether it's Facebook and you're part of a, a hunting forum or a group or you see things that are being posted on Instagram, so on and so forth. You know, just spread the positivity and uh, encourage people to do good things and pass on some knowledge. We all got some. Uh, you know, I'm definitely not an expert. I say that probably, I probably say that in every single episode, but there's certainly enough that I've learned over the years from my own mistakes and from having podcast guests and, and things I've learned from my dad. And, you know, I try to stay humble as a hunter. I, I never claim to know anything 
everything or, or definitely not all of it by, by a long stretch, but I know that there are certain things that I've learned along the way. And if anyone's getting into hunting, there's always something that can be learned and the learning never stops. If you're a hunter, that's kind of what I think. So in any event, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, uh, I, I'd love a review on the where to hunt app and the podcast as, as well as, um, please go leave one for go wild. He was a great guest and I think they're doing great things. So, um, you know, it'd be really appreciated if you made it this far, if you'd like to go do that. Thanks so much. Have a great day and hunt public.